0: Nixon's China Choice. The -the behind-the-scenes story of Richard Nixon and Henry Kissinger's secret diplomacy that ended the first Cold War between the United States and the People's Republic of China. Now for Act Two: The Rogers Problem. Featuring guest voice actors Frank Gerrard as President Nixon.
1: But what we have done is simply open the door.
0: And Dwayne Wadsworth as Bill Rogers.
2: The fact that the president included China as one should have raised some eyebrows.
0: Also featuring first daughters Tricia and Julie Nixon, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, and General Alexander Haig.
3: The Kissinger-Rogers problem continues, and the president spent quite a little time talking about it. He uh, keeps asking me what plans I have for dealing with it, and of course I don't have any.
4: Can you get me the Secretary of State, please?
3: Yes,
4: sir. Thank you. Hey Henry. Hi, Bill. Oh, you well, talking to the President. That's why I couldn't get to you. Well, that's right. I, I called him told him about Yeah, he told to. me. Okay, okay, well, maybe you and I could get together this week before you go away to review some of these. Things. I think we should do it,
3: yeah. The president made the point, for example, that if uh, we got to the stage where somebody had to fall on the sword in order to save the President, Henry would do it, but Rogers wouldn't. I made the point that I agreed with that, but that if Henry did do it, he would do it with a loud kicking and screaming and make sure the blood spurted all over the place so he got full credit for it, whereas Rogers would find a way to avoid it and get someone else stuck.
5: Well, Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's the reason I'm troubling you now, so, uh, as you, know, I, uh, you may know, I'm going to have to go to the CEDAW meeting in London next week. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking for some time and have been asked by Israel, Egypt, and Jordan to visit their countries. So what I'm calling about is to see if you have any initial reaction that's, uh, that would be opposed to it. And it will get a lot of attention. It'll take Vietnam off the front page for a while, I think.
2: Hell yes.
3: Tuesday, April 20th, one item of concern was, uh, Bill Rogers' plans for extending his trip next week to, uh, include Israel and Egypt and a couple of other Mid-East stops. This, of course, has Henry going right up the wall. He's opposed to the whole idea of Rogers getting into the Middle East, as always, and particularly doesn't think he should go there, but the president confirmed that he had told him he could.
2: Israeli Deputy Premier Egal along, flew to Washington today and is to meet uh, tomorrow with Secretary of State Rogers. Indications are growing that Rogers will soon visit the Middle East. Protect your money. Instead of cash, carry American Express Traveler's Checks. If they're stolen or lost, you can get them promptly replaced. American Express Traveler's Checks. Because it could
3: happen to you. Wednesday, April 28th. Earlier today, we were in something of a flap over Rogers' speech yesterday in London at the CEDO meeting where he gave a speech on China, which was singularly inappropriate.
5: We believe that the People's Republic of China has a growing role to play in Asia. The aim of our policy is not to deny that role, but to encourage it. Encourage it to be constructive rather than destructive. Our policy must be carefully and realistically implemented, taking into account the response of the People's Republic of China and other foreign policy considerations.
3: Haig called me at home tonight even more upset because he had given another speech today, uh, this time saying that in our moves with China or Russia, it, the action might offend the other party, but if it did, that was just a, a, uh, a dividend that we would get out of it. This, of course, is a horrifying thing, and Haig wanted me to send a cable, as did Kissinger to Rogers, telling him to say nothing more on China. I agreed to do it. And then later, checking with the president by phone, he felt I should not send a cable but should wait and call Rogers on the phone tomorrow, which I am now going to do.
6: Operator, would you hold uh, all of my calls, please, uh, after 9 o'clock tonight?
7: Hold them after 9? Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I'm
6: having a press conference, and then after that, I have some other things I have to do. So I, thank you, sir. I don't want any interruptions.
7: We'll yes. okay. be glad to,
6: Mr.
4: President. Fine.
3: Thursday, May 13th, Kissinger and I were in for a fairly long session first thing this morning. Henry's ecstatic because he's heard back from the North Vietnamese, and they want to meet with him in Paris on the 30th, so he's going ahead with that plan. He still thinks the Chinese thing's going to work out, but there's been no word, of course, from them and won't be for a couple of weeks. Then we got into the problem of Rogers and the SALT agreement, since that's now set and will be announced next Thursday. The problem is how to fill Rogers in ahead of time without his feeling that it's been maneuvered behind his back, which, of course, it has.
2: The governments of the United States and the Soviet Union made separate but identical announcements today that a major corner has been turned in the deadlock talks to limit nuclear weapons, the so-called SALT talks. This joint statement that has been issued today may well be remembered as the beginning of a new era in which all nations will devote more of their energies
6: and their resources not to the weapons of war but to the works of
7: peace daddy hello sorry, Hi. Bob, if you have to all right no we just saw the broadcast yeah It was really incredible i can't believe it was such a well-kept secret but i thought that it was really done well you know did it come over all right but i thought you looked especially good in it mm-hmm. you know did you
6: like the short announcement yeah, uh, You know I like
7: the short one? Why? You know what it did? It took the emphasis away from the political to the meaning of it. We saw NBC, John Chancellor, and he yeah. said that this was such good news. That's how he ended it. And he said you had every right to do that because it was a, a, a great triumph. I'm well, not sure the word he used, but you know, words to that effect that, that uh, this was unique in the post uh post-world mm-hmm. history because you um, you're, you're bettering relations with right the statement. Chinese the Red Chinese and, and the and Soviet the Soviet Union if NBC played it up you know it has good. to be yeah. impressive there
6: must be something wrong with it
7: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, they were standing incidentally <laughs> are
6: you there with uh, Mommy um,
7: yeah. no yeah. I'm, I'm just in here Yeah. Well. Julie and Mommy and I all saw it together
6: oh good hello Bill? Hi, President. I was open to call you to tell you to invite you to play golf, but uh, I can't do it today. They piled up some more things uh, and they shot too. is Isn't that horrible, the shooting of those policemen in New York?
5: That awful.
6: But, uh, God damn, I told Mitchell to get uh, some sort of legislation if he has to break the Constitution to do it. This is, you know, they shot this poor little bastard here in Washington. Oh, isn't that they? awful? And, I mean, and the guy was, a, he never had a gun in his hand. He, mm. he he goes to church and bowls. I go to church and bowls. Somebody shoot me in the back, I guess. Uh, incidentally, I wanted to tell you uh, they, I'm going to send over that uh, memorandum that I spoke to you, Good. and I'm going to send it by a military man, and I want, uh, I want it to be delivered privately to right. you. The second thing is that uh, I would like to sit down uh, to talk about the East. We're alone with you and Henry just the three of us I don't want to have it in the NSC I don't want to get everybody else I, I'm sorry not the Mideast but about I don't know I talk about yeah. China yeah uh, you know what but, I, I, the, about sure. the China thing and uh, like Bush raised the thing you know on the yeah. on the plane what I'd like for you to do is to really get the strongest arguments that you can get in other words from your shop but I'd like to keep it in the in a, in a posture where it doesn't appear that the president is wavering and all that sort of thing. But, oh, sure. Because, as you know, it's a damn close question. Have you seen the new
5: Chinese ambassador yet? Yes. Jimmy Shen. Yes. You have. Yes. Did you talk to him about this? Not really, no. Because I, I didn't, yeah. you know, quite know what to say. Yeah. I wonder yeah. Well, the. Uh, I'll try
6: to get. He's an old friend of mine. He translated for me every time I went over there yeah. to see the old man, and and uh, nice fellow. Well, anyway, get your get your arguments in a row.
5: What time would it be? You say. Yeah, I was just thinking about what the, when what, When you think we might be able to do it. Tomorrow morning. Well, that'd be fine. That'd be good. Oh, wait a minute. I've got Faisal.
6: Well, that's all right. I can do it earlier than that. Faisal doesn't take any time. Well,
5: we can do it in the afternoon. I've got the afternoon for Uh, Well,
6: what time is Faisal's arrival?
5: Ten o'clock? Good God.
6: That yeah. much time for him? Okay. <laughs> the afternoon. What is the... Uh, well, you're coming to the Faisal lunch? Yes, yes. All right. Right after the Faisal lunch, could you stay and we'll that'd,
5: do it then? That'd be good. Fair enough. All right, good. Yeah. Bye. Jimmy, okay,
7: bye. bye. Thank
2: you. Bye. Faisal Ibn Abdul Aziz, the king of Saudi Arabia, turned up at the White House today where he was welcomed by the president. Faisal made a little speech about the Middle East, which was a bit sharper than the diplomatic bromides usually uttered on these occasions.
6: I'm Ephraim Zimbalist, inviting you to join Philip Abbott, William Reynolds, and me every week
4: on the FBI.
2: Federal agents pursue the lone survivor of a half million dollar robbery Sunday night on ABC. Hello.
4: Mr. President, Mr. J. Edgar Hoover, return your call. There
2: you are. Hello. Yes, Mr. President. Hi, Edgar Fine, Thank you. I uh, was uh, doing a
6: little thinking last night, and uh, at this particular time, since these people have not been apprehended, the national security, you know, information we seek is unlimited. Uh, Don't you agree with this? I
4: agree with it thoroughly.
6: My God, let's get these bastards.
4: And uh, the uh, agent in charge of my New York office told me he attended both funerals today. Good. We've got, uh, I think, uh, 80 men on a special squad, and I've instructed the assistant director at New York to take it as a bureau case and break it. Mr. President, Secretary Rogers is at lunch. You expect any minute? Can I get him for you?
6: Uh, no. Let him uh, call when he returns. Sure
4: he will, sir.
2: Chairman Mao Zedong, Tung, in one of his rare appearances, turned out at a reception in Peking to greet Romania's President Ceaușescu. Despite his 78 years and uncertain health, Mao seemed to be in good shape. Last autumn, it was President Nixon greeting the Romanian leader in the White House. Because of his good relations with Washington, there is speculation tonight that Ceaușescu may be carrying a message to Chairman Mao. The Harris Poll asked a national sample of Americans if they would like to see friendlier relations between the United States and Red China, and 70% of them said yes. I
7: have Secretary Rogers
5: returning your yeah. call. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Mr. President. Just, Bill, uh, Just uh, got uh, rid of your friend King Faisal. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. I, uh... Did you get a call from Haldeman yet? No, I
6: didn't. Oh, I see. Well, I'll tell you what. I will not talk to you now, then. He is, uh, trying to reach you, uh, about, uh... A, a two polls on Red China which coincidentally both Gallup and Harris have just taken mm-hmm. they're quite significant a majority of people now favoring the admission of Red China you know they're they're sort of following what we've done see what I mean That's right. having been affected by that then it's, it, we will have probably a very difficult issue domestically I'm trying to get that all in context so we can get in our own thing domestically if it appears that we just stonewalling it. See, mm-hmm. I think the real problem here is to give the uh, reassurance, the best reassurance you can to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Look here, we are your friends. We're going to do the best we can by you. Mm-hmm. I met with a Chinese ambassador this morning. Jimmy <coughs> Chan? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're not going to have any problems with them. He,
5: uh, what did he
6: say? What, uh, what was the Well,
5: I, I, the, the way I put it to him is, I said, look, first let's talk about what's going to happen if we follow the present course of action. Do we agree that we're going to be defeated? And he agreed. He? And he, well, he, he, said that's the way it looked. Well, he said it's difficult for us publicly to change. I said well, we're not talking about publicly. We're talking about how you, how you react to what we do. I, mean, I said President Nixon is very fond of your president. He's very fond of your country. Then we went through it, and I said, now this has got nothing to do with ping-pong diplomacy. This, is, this isn't a change of policy. This is just tactics. How do we proceed? You tell your president that if he's serious about it and wants us to follow the present course, uh, I know President Nixon will give a very great weight to his view on it. But not a veto. Well, right. I don't know, no, but I think <laughs> he's he going to do that. I try. I try. Secondly, I said, if we decide to change our course, we don't want you to agree with us publicly. We want you to acquiesce and indicate to your friends that what we're doing is the wisest course for you. Mm-hmm. I said, because we don't want trouble here.
4: Yeah.
7: Julie, Mr. President. Hello. Daddy, we were going to see a movie tonight, if you want to. Well. If you want to see one about 8.30. You pick I thought when I got back from the sheriff, so if you feel like it, sure, or going bowling or anything. Uh,
6: you, okay. pick, you pick a good movie.
7: Good. Okay. Governor Reagan, sir. There
6: you are. Hello. Hello. Ron.
4: Yes. Hi. How
6: are you? Yes. I'm. Uh, I'm just sitting here talking to Henry Kissinger. Here he
1: is.
4: All right. Hello, Governor. Hi. How are you? How are you? Pretty good. I may be seeing you uh, on Sunday. If I. I may go out there with Agnew. Oh, wonderful. Well, wonderful. And That's going to be quite an affair. Yeah, it sounds like quite a thing. Well, fine. And I look forward when you come uh, east, anytime I can be of any service to you. I enjoyed our talk when I was in Palm Springs. Well, thank you very much. I did, too. Well, all right. I'd be delighted to hear the latest things from the front. Good. Well, we have a number of fairly favorable developments now. Good. Good. That's always nice to hear. But actually, there's a lot more going on right now. Uh, No, they just brought in a piece of paper for me to look at. Uh, Exactly. There's a lot more going on than meets the eye, and uh, I think we've definitely turned the corner. I remembered one of your earlier briefings about the position and the whole scheme of things of the president of Romania. Right. I noticed he turned up in Peking the other day, and I just wondered if that was just coincidence or if that was part of what's going on. Well, let's just call it a coincidence. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay.
6: All right. Is the barber here today, do you know? Uh, yes, sir. Today is his day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, about uh, 2.40, please. 2.40? All right, sir.
4: Fine. President, there's one problem I want to mention. To you. Yeah, yeah. Layard uh, is planning a trip to Asia. Yeah, yeah. We heard about it yesterday. And he's planning to be in Taiwan at the exact moment that I'm going to be in yeah. the other place. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. And uh, I began yesterday turning it off just in case he hits yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just say that I'd, I'd like
6: for him to go a later time. It'll fit into something we're doing with the Russians or some damn thing.
2: Not many people noticed it at the time, but one sign of Washington's dealings with Peking showed up on the West Coast last month. It came in the form of canned goods. But as ABC's Dick Shoemaker reports, China's imaginative promotion techniques did not suit the U.S. government. The FDA stopped the sale of the red Chinese food. The importer has been forced to change the labels tasting over the parts that may be misleading. According to sources here in Chinatown, the communist Chinese are angry at the American government for trying to censor their products.
6: I have a, quite a heavy day. As a matter of fact, I'm meeting with the steel industry, well, and labor too, to yeah. put a little heat on them to have a good settlement. I trust it isn't too bad. I think they, I think they will do reasonably well. If, but we want to get on the line. then I'm going out to California and stopping at Kansas City for immediate briefing, be in California about 10 days on the budget, Uh and uh, open a shipyard and a few other things. But in the meantime, you fellows can hold the fort.
2: President Nixon met for about an hour with both sides in the current steel negotiations, attempting quiet persuasion rather than, as he put it, table-pounding. After the White House session, President Nixon flew to Kansas City for a briefing of newspaper executives of a dozen Midwestern states. The president expressed concern to the news executives about Drugs, defeatism, negativism, and alienation. He noted that decadence destroyed great civilizations of the past. And in his words, the United States is now reaching that point.
3: The president decided uh, on the Kansas City trip today not to let a camera in to uh, cover the meeting on the basis that he feels these briefings are for a different purpose. They're longer range for the editors and
1: TV people that are there. Mainland China is, of course, a very different situation from the Soviet Union. Because, you see, 800 million Chinese are going to be, uh, inevitably, an enormous economic power. And mainland China, outside the world community, completely isolated, would be a danger to the whole world. That would be unacceptable uh, unacceptable to us and unacceptable to others as well. And, uh, this is the reason why I felt it was essential that this administration take the first steps toward ending the isolation of mainland China from the world community. But what we have done is simply open the door, open the door for travel, open the door for trade, Now the question is uh, whether there will be other doors uh, open on their part.
3: Kansas City went uh, pretty well, basically uneventful, the usual routine of a media briefing, etc. Nothing really worth covering there. On the plane from uh, Kansas City to San Clemente, he had uh, me up for a while and uh, then had a long session with Rogers Helms, and hague rogers apparently told the president that uh in talking to some of the editors at kansas city especially of the bigger papers they felt the briefing really wasn't worthwhile
2: i don't think they got the key point the president was making
3: he uh used a new way at kansas city to weave in the domestic uh Mm -hmm. thing because he made the point that he talked about foreign policy and then said the success of our foreign policy increases the economic challenge because we now have five major players,
1: the five great power centers.
2: The fact that the president included China as one should have raised some eyebrows.
1: My speech received relatively little attention in Kansas City. As we were to learn later, however, it received a great deal of attention in Peking.
2: General Haig, sir. Hello? Yes, Mr. President.
1: Any uh, Any late developments?
2: No, sir. I think uh, we had...
4: That uh, attack on Da Nang was a little something.
6: Uh, it turned out that there were three more, a total of five Americans killed in that damn thing. hmm mm-hmm. And 37 wounded is the latest report. That, just what was it? Just one of those shellings? Or? Uh, yes, a rocket attack that hit a uh, barracks in uh, Da Nang Air Base. Mm-hmm. What do you think any, could have been avoided or what? Well No way no, sir This is one of those Long range rocket attacks 122 mm-hmm. millimeters the same as hitting The city itself Hmm Just one of those Lucky shots isn't it Yes sir yes. For them at least But uh, Well we've got to Expect that Al Don't you think Yes well, I do As well, long as there's Anybody there That's right Henry's over in uh, Thailand now huh?
4: Yes sir He's leaving at uh, One o'clock Our time He'll be taking off For Delhi
6: but Thailand should be calm. <laughs> I don't know if there's much that can happen there. Well, let me know if anything happens on the other fronts, the,
3: uh,
6: here, either the Pakistani or the, or of course the Russian
3: front. Thursday, July eighth, at San Clemente, the president called me in with a to uh, discuss the uh, plan for informing Rogers of uh, Kissinger's mission.
6: Some have tried to create the impression, some in the press, that this is an initiative from the people in state, that I have reluctantly gone along. It's just the
3: opposite. The big thing now is to make sure we get credit for all the shifts in China policy, rather than letting them go to the State Department, who of course had nothing to do with it. In fact, opposed every step the president took, as they were afraid any moves towards China would offend Russia. They try to say that... Uh
6: that this all happened because of their initiative and so forth, but they were all talking about what was really what you call a tactical, abstract thing, which was really unfeasible.
2: Presidential advisor Henry Kissinger is staying an extra day in Pakistan because of an upset stomach he was to have flown to Paris today.
6: So with Bufferin, there's less to upset your stomach when there's more pain reliever going to your headache. Buffering, Faster to your headache, better for your stomach.
0: We hope you enjoyed Act 2 of Nixon's China Choice. Please support this project with a PayPal donation. In Act 3, Kissinger secretly meets Chinese Premier Zhou Enlai in Beijing, paving the way for President Nixon to go on live TV with an announcement that will shake the world.